and welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Be sure to follow me on all of my social media accounts. And don't forget to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash football game plan. Also, check out and subscribe on iTunes to Football Game Plan Podcast and leave us a five-star rating. Keeping with our 2020 NFL Draft Prospect interviews today, we're joined by a fantastic receiving prospect in Brandon Polk from James Madison. Brandon, I appreciate you taking time. Yeah, appreciate you for talking to me. I figure everyone wants to talk to you about your speed and how fast you are, but we'll get to that definitely. But I don't feel like you get enough credit for how you've grown as a receiver. Uh, do you feel like you've grown in that area? And if so, where have you seen the biggest growth within your game? And, and why do you think people never bring that up? Um, for me, I, I mean, I definitely have seen, you know, growth from, you know, my freshman year to my senior year uh, being last year, just as in, you know, for me, I would say my route running and my separation as well as just the understanding the game of football. Um, I feel like that's definitely grown over um, the last couple of years, especially, I mean, coming out of high school, I mean, I pretty much was just running routes, didn't have any real technique, just kind of was just, I'd be a 10-yard speed out, I would run it. But um, as I, you know, started to go freshman year, Coach Gaddison and the guys I was around, you know, they kind of helped me understand, like, it's, it's just more than just speed in your routes. Um, you want to be quick in and out of your routes as well. So just having speed doesn't always mean you're a great route runner. Um, and I feel like definitely, you know, being around those guys has helped me become a better route runner as well as, you know, understanding and being able to read defenses, which is a very big part of playing receiver because your route can change. Uh, based on what the the look that you're getting. So I, I feel like, you know, my understanding of, you know, the game of football, the reading defenses has really improved over, you know, the last couple of years. And being one of the better returners in, in this draft class, do you feel like the return game, punt return in particular, sort of helps with your ability to run routes? Because I think there's a lot of crossover between those two positions. No, definitely. Like being able to, you know, the punt returning, that, that, that's a big thing just to, getting, you know, getting the ball and just, you know, making big things, big plays happen. And that definitely, you know, there's a crossover because, you know, when you're coming as a receiver, you know, slot outside, you know, even like just getting a bubble screen. Um, I mean, it's essentially it's almost, a, I mean, like a punt. Uh, you kind of get that people are blocking in front of you and people are coming at you. So, you know, just being able to, you know, look at that and uh, use those type, those plays and kind of make similarities between them definitely helps. You played well at, at Penn State, to be honest. You know, and it's interesting, you, you went from Penn State and you go to James Madison. You know, a lot of people uh, will look at that and say, well, why would he choose James Madison? But when you're from Virginia, you know a lot about James Madison more than the average person nationally. Um, what when is your decision to to want to make that move? And, and why did you choose James Madison? Because you went from a pretty good, stable situation at Penn State to a pretty good stable situation at James Madison. Yeah, I, I just felt like, you know, that that time for me was, you know, a good move for me. It was a good position. I kind of, you know, they threw the ball a lot. And I thought, you know, going to James Madison would definitely, you know, help me showcase, you know, my talent. Um, I think I did fairly well. But, I mean, just being, I mean, I'm about an hour and 40, hour 30 minutes away from there. So, I knew my parents would be able to pretty much go to every single game um, like they had been doing. But, a little bit easier and as well as you know great academics you know that they had there I didn't just want to go somewhere um just to play football um I, I knew you know football doesn't last forever so you know, I'm actually I'm actually getting in my master's um in sports and recreational leadership there at JMU currently um 
it's a two-year program, but this, this spring will end up being my uh, first year completed. So, you know, was, I just thought overall, you know, it was just a great, you know, position uh, for me to go into. And it's a 40-year decision, not a four-year decision, as coaches like to say. When, when you look at JMU, though, I mean, you got one of the more uh, premier receivers to come out of that program and Gary Clark, man, like that. I know that's before your time, but, you know, me growing up watching Gary Clark perform his best with the Redskins, you know, and seeing a lot of similarities in your game and how you're able to make plays deeper down the field and track the football when you got to James Madison and you're going through this whole process, at, at what part in your initial, you know, practices or workouts that you feel as though, hey, we have a chance to do something special here because this was a team that got to the national title game and had a great chance to win it as well. I would say right when I got out there in the summer, um, pretty much we had been out there every day, you know, offense, defense, doing seven on sevens and just, you know, watching a little bit of film and just hanging out with the guys. And I just looking at the talent that was on the, on the field while we were out there, I'm like, this, this is a great, you know, group of kids, you know, that like had this one goal that I know that we can reach. So, I mean, since then, I mean, we have pretty much been working hard and, you know, during summer workouts, you know, during camp, like we had this one goal and was, you know, to win the national championship. Obviously we can't, we fell short, but uh, just the opportunity to even get there and just the guys that are on the team helped. We all pushed each other because we knew what we wanted to accomplish. And we knew that, you know, if we had the right mindset that we could get it done. It's just interesting because, you know, you, you've been on both sides. So you can speak from experience and expertise uh, in this regard. You just said, man, when we got there, we had a great group of guys. This is a lot of talent. But it's funny when people will look at your name attached to James Madison and discredit it. But if you just had on the Penn State uniform, they'd say, okay, he's battle-tested. But speaking from your level of expertise and experience, how much different was the talent at the FCS level as opposed to the FBS level? Because you've been on both sides. You know, I really honestly wouldn't say that, you know, there's that big of a difference. I mean, it's maybe size, you know, height, the different positions. Um, but, I mean, other than that, talent is talent. There's talent there, and there's – I mean, it is it is what it is. Uh, you, A lot of those guys you see down there, they're playing in the league too. So, it's not like it's a whole bunch of a cupcakes you're going up against. Like, you got to go in every single day and work, uh, you know, work as hard as you can because if you don't, you can lose. Like, it, it's not a cupcake division. Like, as you can see, you know, obviously maybe our scores were like really high, but like we went, we didn't just go in there. We didn't do like, we weren't at practice, just not doing anything. Like we was ah, we can beat. No, we went to, we had this one mindset that we wanted to do. We had this one goal that we wanted to accomplish and everyone was on the same page. So being at, you know, Penn State, being at JMU, that didn't matter to me. And I don't think it should really matter to anyone else. Competition is competition. Cause now if I went there and did just horrible, then they're like, ah, okay, then that's what he is. But, you know, it's kind of like, it's how, it's how you look at it. And I thought that decision that I made was, you know, a great decision to go there. And I, honestly, the competition, you know, it, it, it's hard every day and every, and every week. Absolutely, because you look at the CAA and, you know, that conference is like an FBS conference. You're talking about Villanova, you're talking about Towson, all these schools that, are do, that do a great job when they play up in competition. Hell, you guys did it when you guys played West Virginia. Um, and that's one of the games that, that I watched I'm, and I came away impressed with, you know, what you brought to the table. I thought, you know, the fact that you are a broken field runner, and that's like you described earlier, you know, you get those bubble screens and, and it, that play essentially, like you said, makes it look like 
a punt return. So you're able to weave your way in and out of traffic and, and find your way down the field. And, and it didn't matter the opponent. It didn't matter the situation. But a lot of times you see guys, you know, don't play big in big moments. I thought you played big in big moments. You talk about that playoff run where they needed you to make plays and you were the guy to answer the call every time. Uh, what goes into the mindset of being able to be big when your team needs it the most? You know, just being composed, you know, not getting, not doing things that you don't normally do. Cause I feel like when you start to try to go outside of yourself is when things start to go wrong. You're trying to do too much is when it goes. So just going out there, fall back on your training, which you've been doing all year, uh, not trying to be something else or be something special and do things that you're not, that you don't usually do. I feel like that's where a lot of people fall short. So, you know, just going every day, working hard and as well as, you know, having great guys around you because you can't do it by yourself. Um, if you don't have anyone there that's telling you, you know, how it is and like, hey, you're not doing well, like you need, you need those people. Uh, you can't have yes men all around you. And, you know, at, at JMU, we had zero of those. Uh, I mean, they, I had, I went up to the receivers. I remember telling them, I said, look, I said, I, I like, for me, I said, I feel like you should be jogging on the field. If you don't see me jogging on the field, tell me that I'm not jogging on the field. Don't, don't sit there and say, ah, oh, it's because it's, no. Tell me that if you're saying something that I'm telling, that I want, you know, us as a group to do, tell me, let me know. Because I don't want to fall short of what I'm trying, what expectations that, you know, we have as a group. So, you know, just having people around you like that, like Riley Stapleton, you know, one of the guys I always point out. I mean, every day at practice, you can, you can ask anyone in receivers. Like, we would always race to see who can get out, you know, side first and catch, you know, the first pass from coach. Like, that, that's, that was something that we had. And, like, we would be mad if whoever else made it out there first. It was just we were always competing at things. And we're totally two different receivers, but in the same, you know. I mean, he just – that's. I mean, he's one of my best friends, you know. Um, it's just the, the competitiveness that we had as a group that, you know, it definitely helps. How much does communication matter on, on a football team? Because you may see guys, you know, like yourself, and you're, you te you're telling guys, hey, if you see me slacking, let me know. And you may have a guy on a team that – may want to say something, but he can't articulate it or he may be afraid to communicate or guys may all be thinking the same thing, but no one is saying anything and there's nothing going on. So how important or critical is communication you feel like in, uh, in football? Communication is uh, very important in football. I think it's one of the biggest things, aspects of it, especially, you know, just coming from offense and especially, you know, the defensive side, you know, people have to be on the same page. If someone's scared, to, to like not speak up and tell you something that I feel like that's a problem. Uh, you know, we're all brothers in there. Um, you, you have to let each other know when, you know, something's either going wrong and whether that's on the field or not on the field. Like if you're going through something, you know, I always told him, I was like, look, come up to me. You can talk to me. Like it, it's not a problem. There's, there's no shame in that. Um, you know, we need to have really like a lot of communication because that that's what great teams do. You can't have people not liking each other and, just because of who they are or not liking each other because not getting playing time or not like that. You can't have that. So like as a group, you know, offense and defense, you know, we were, we were, there was a lot of communication. We all hung out with each other, which I think, you know, was, was really important too. It wasn't like just offense and offense or defense. And, you know, it wasn't like all these clicks, like we were a whole team and, you know, everyone talked to everyone. And I feel like communication is just a big part of that. If you don't have that, it, it's hard to, to win as a team. If, if you don't have really good communication. One thing you brought up that was, that was interesting was going back to earlier in the conversation, you talked about, you know, when you got to college, got to Penn State, 
know, Coach Gaddis and, and, and what he was able to, you know, preach you and teach you about playing a position. And I feel like that's an underrated part of a playing receiver. I might have to learn that from a running back perspective. I thought that, you know, everything was a 4-3. And I had to learn, man, there's many different fronts. And, wow, the front may actually change my read. Um, when you, as a receiver, got there and, and had to learn, you know, the game itself, instead of just playing the game, how much did learning it help make you a better football player? Because I don't think a lot of high school players understand the growth mentally that has to happen uh, when you get to campus. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, a big change, especially coming out of high school where, like, your coach, like, you'll hit get the route and it's 10 yards and it's pretty much no one may be on you. Um, and you're kind of just running 10 yards. And even if someone's on you, you know, it's just a little bit different. Whereas, you know, coming going to college, your route may be 12 yards and there's someone that's guarding you that's standing at 10. And you're like, well, how do I get past him? So you have to just learn and understand, like, the defense, what he's showing you. Because he may be lined up on you and then go to zone. And you're like, okay, well, now my whole route changes. Um, I got the tempo now. I can't just run at full speed because I'm going to run into a headache. It's just – so it's just different things that, you know, you have to learn. And for me, I honestly look back on, you know, my career at Penn State. Um, I, um, I guess it would have been my true sophomore year. I got, um, I got the red shirt, medical red shirt. And I pretty much sat and I watched a lot, of, a lot of football. I watched a lot of football. And I think that year helped me for my, for my last year. I, I was able to understand and read defenses a lot better. Um, I would just watch, you know, Deshaun Hamilton, Chris Gowan go out there and run their routes and see what they're doing against certain leverages and stuff. So I feel like that definitely helped me a lot. I mean, I never looked at that as, you know, a downfall in my um, – my career. I thought that was, you know, one of the things that actually helped me put me, you know, up to where I am now because it helped me get a big, a bigger and better understanding of, you know, the game of football. So just, you know, that transition from coming up, I mean, from high school going to college, it was, it was a big transition. But you know, I definitely think, you know, all the cards played out well, and I was able to, you know, improve my game. And speaking of improving your game, where do you feel as though you still have room to grow? Like, what are you working on now? try to fine tune before you get to the NFL? I'll say just little technique things, you know, make sure I'm getting my full depth of my route every time. Um, just, you know, little footwork, things like that. Not, nothing big, but I mean, just little, the little details. One of the things we say here at Football Game Plan uh, is size is not a skill. If you're good enough, you're big enough. And so people will look at your height and your weight and think, okay, well, he can't survive this or he has to do X, Y, and Z. How much of that you feel like is a myth that you want to get out there and just, you know, dispel to people that just don't understand you've been that size your whole life. If anything you do know or is an, or could be considered an expert in is playing at your size. So how much of that you feel like is a big myth? Um, I definitely feel like that's a, a really big myth for whatever sport or whatever you're doing. Um, if you can play, you can play. Um, it, I don't think size really matters. Because again, you could I could sit here and be six five, and can't really do much, can't move, can't do anything. Um, I feel like you know, as long as you can play with however tall, how, however much you need to weigh, I feel like as long as you're at your best and what you feel you're at your best, that you know you're gonna go out there and do everything that you can. So you know, as long as you understand you know the rules and like what you need to do, especially at receiver slot outside, just knowing technique. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, they'll see me if I'm on the outside, they're going to try to press me because uh, I'm smaller. But 
just because I'm small doesn't mean I don't know how to get off press. I do know how to get <laughs> off press. So it's like, and now they got to be like, okay, well now he's fast. So now they're going to try to grab. So it's just a lot of, it's just a lot of things that you, you know, have to go in. So size, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, you just got to, as long as you know how to play the game of football and you're really good at it, people will find you. Do you have a running back background? Cause I thought when you ran the football, it's like, man, he kind of looked like he had a, an extensive background in high school, maybe running the football because you can be used in the run game. I think as well as what you do out there on the perimeter. Yeah. Um, when I was six and like ankle biter pretty much all the way up until I would say high school, I think beginning of high school, I, I was pretty much a running back all through middle school. Um, I was always, I mean, I was five, nine, I was pretty much five, nine then in middle school. So I was one of the taller guys. Um, and I was pretty much a running back. I would get the pitches. I would get, you know, the jet sweeps and that's pretty much, so I've played a lot of running back, um, pretty much all those years, but, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel like I got my vision. I actually think that, you know, helped me a lot than just playing receiver my whole life. So, I mean, definitely, you know, being younger, obviously it's not, you're not out there playing against, you know, people who are going, I mean, high <laughs> right. like just the, the knowledge of, you know, being able to understand, like looking how, like how you want to, you know, torque your body in certain different ways or just being able to read holes and read people and try to shift people. I think that definitely helped. You know, that's interesting because you hear the conversation, it's always geared toward you got to play multiple sports and, and which, you know, could be true. But I also think what you just mentioned is also very true. Sometimes playing a different position within the same sport gives you exactly what you would probably were looking to gain from playing another sport. So let's say if you're a running back and now you're playing linebacker or if you're a receiver, you're playing corner. Do you feel like that, like you mentioned, is also a critical component of, of being of adding more versatility or athleticism to your game? I definitely do because I feel like, and even um, just being able to understand the the other position definitely helps out a lot. Because I mean, especially if you're going to receiver to DB, now you're getting both sides of kind of the the ball. You can you can see how certain receivers are attacking you, and then you can attack certain DBs and see like kind of what what's going on. And then just running back, you know, it's you know through the tackles. When I got to high school, they were like, "Yeah, you're not big enough to play running back." <laughs> <laughs> one five, they're like, yeah, you're gonna get hurt running through the tackles. So they came up to me like, look, you gotta play receiver. So you know, I kind of played receiver, and like they would put me on the jet sweeps and all that stuff. And it was at first, you know, kind of big transition because I was used to catching pitches out of the backfield, not someone throwing the ball to me. So that was a little bit different to me. But you know, as I got you know better and under like got more comfortable with the ball coming at me in a spiral versus like a little pitch, you know, it was it was. I began to like to start loving the position because I was like I don't want to play receiver like I've all I've played running back my whole life so but it definitely helped <laughs> right. me you know just being able to understand you know how to read things differently and I feel like it definitely helped my uh, my ability to play. I remember somebody asked me like why why did you choose to play running back I was like first of all I know exactly when I'm getting the ball <laughs> you know that's that's point number one two and three a receiver I'd be upside I, I give a lot of credit to you guys because. There's no way I could run 40 yards down the field and see the quarterback dump the ball off to somebody short and then have to come back the next play and run that same 40-yard route. I would be upset. But you guys, I see why you guys get upset during the play and always want to fight with the DBs. You know, you just ran 40 yards five times before you even got the ball. But when you look at James Madison, 
and the type of program it is. A lot of people, you know, look at that and then they see FCS, but there's a lot that goes into the program itself. And, and it's a special place. How special is James Madison in your opinion? You know, JMU is, you know, a great place. It's a great program. You have a great coaching staff as well as strength staff and academic staff. So for me, you know, it was, it was just a great decision. Um, and, you know, the best decision I think I've made in a, like a while because it just it helped me grow as a person more, I mean, more than just you know, on the football field, just the guys that I met there and, you know, the relationships that I have with everyone, you know, definitely, you know, helped me, you know, grow. And, you know, I'm forever thankful for them, you know, giving me a chance um, to go and play there because, again, I mean, they didn't have to, you know, extend and give me an offer to go there. They, they, they could look somewhere else, but they, you know, the coaching staff believed in me, and, you know, I'm forever thankful for that. Final question for me, man. Football, especially in your case, definitely teaches you a lot. You've had a, a unique journey to to get here, you know, on the precipice of being an NFL player. What would you say is the biggest thing football taught you? I would say for me, time management. Um, I definitely remember in high school, just would pretty much do anything on any time versus, you know, in college. I mean, you have – if you have to be here at 215, you have to be there at basically 205. <laughs> right. Or you're, or you're late. So it, it's that's definitely something, you know, that helped me um, throughout. And it's helped me more than just in football, but just in life. You know, a lot of, you know, just being on time and be able to get things done and not pushing them back. Because, like, I, I used to procrastinate a lot. And especially in high school, I get things done late and, and like, playing football or any sport in college will definitely get that out of you really fast um, or else you won't make it. So I, I feel like that, you know, it's kind of helped me um, through life and as well through the game of football. Well, Brandon has been fun, man. You know, we followed your journey from Penn state to, you know, we cover a lot of FCS here at football game plan. So we saw the entire season of you guys on your run to Frisco, Texas. And it's been fun to, to talk ball with you and, and get to know a little bit about you. And we wish you the best luck moving forward. Where can people follow you on social media uh, so they can keep up with your journey as you make the jump to the NFL? Okay, yeah. Thanks uh, for having me again. But uh, You can follow me on Twitter at the space kid with two Ds and then 603. And then on Instagram at, at three ace and then two underscores. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so it's a lot there, but, you know, it's better than, than some of the stuff that I've heard before, but that is that is pretty good uh, stuff right there on, on your social media. I've, sometimes we still be talking about this thing. Some people have these long, unrealistic names. I say, you know what? Don't follow that person, man. You ain't gonna be able to find it anyway. But great job, Brandon. I appreciate you taking time, man. And again, good luck moving forward as you navigate through this weird area that we're in right now. But you definitely got the game to play at the next level. Definitely. Thank you. Appreciate you for having me.